0: All right, before we start today's episode, we wanted to go ahead and give a shout out to our patrons over at Patreon.
1: Yeah, thank you guys for supporting the show. We have Zach Duran, Aperba, Eric Sari, Andy Herbrandt, Lauren L., Paul Campaneschi, Hanson Screenprinting, and Rock the Green. Thank you so much for keeping the lights on, keeping the music coming in, and keeping the beer flowing. Uh, we love you guys, and uh, Eric, cue up that music. Now on to the show.
0: Hello. That was a new one. Whoa, that was a crazy (laughs) intro, man. Uh, Welcome to another episode of Wisconsin Drunken History, your weekly dose of the Dairy State uh, we are your hosts, Eric, and I'm Russ. And uh, today we are talking about another place on your must-stop uh, list of things to visit in the state of Wisconsin. Uh, today we are discussing the history of the Milton House, uh, its history in connection with the Underground Railroad, uh, all very cool things. We'll jump into that here in a minute. A minute. Um, we have great Wisconsin music on this episode, also. Uh, that's from Diet Light. They have been making the the rounds. Uh, as of recent, and really kicking ass. So uh, we also have another brew review um, where we take a sip and then tell you what we think about it. Um, and then, of course, where would we be without another edition of How Many Locals Read?
1: I hope this one doesn't take the... Ah! A... So the last one took a, like an M. Night land oh, twist with the meth. I wasn't we ready did for not that. See I that wasn't one ready coming. for the meth.
0: Um, that one was uh, submitted to us by a really, really cool person. And... They was, really
1: threw us for a loop. Yeah, there was a curveball in that one.
0: Uh, the whole time it was it was talking OWIs, and then it was like, but not beer. It went from beer to... It, it was to,
1: meth. It went from beer to losing yeah. teeth, like, real fast. So,
0: so uh, And then we also have a great uh, uh, special guest interview as well at the end of this episode. Uh, hey, please remember to like, subscribe, rate, review. Uh, simply share with a friend. Do whatever you got to do. It really does help us out. Uh, like we've mentioned before... Uh, word of mouth is uh, probably equal to all of those other things as well. So about fifty percent comes from that. Fifty percent comes from everything else.
1: Yeah, and again, thanks for the reviews. We're up yeah. to thirty now. There's, the, you know, again, there's been some like neg- a couple negative ones, and like, you know, y- if you're gonna give us a low star, like I said, we'd love the feedback to understand what we're doing that's like either offending you or you know, just what we can do to make the show better. Honestly, yeah. that's all we're looking for. So, and
0: uh, if- you know, pronunciations of stuff uh, gets it gets. Uh, Difficult sometimes because we do have a lot of different uh, uh, a- areas and origins here in the state. You know, we're we're kind of like the melting pot. Where Ask Eric.
1: Even before the show, we look look up a lot of these last names and like listen to him. We back listen on, to him on, just on, like, to make Google sure we're audio. not going to screw him up. But uh, uh,
0: but it doesn't work every time. And then yeah. also when you're when you're you know going through the history and kind of going through this whole script of of stuff, you got to cover everything. And then all of a sudden, as you're going and flowing. Uh, you come across that that stumble, you know that tongue twister oh, yeah. again. It and happens. So, but we appreciate all of the the all of the reviews, kind or yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, you and, know. And if
1: you're gonna take the time to give, you know, a one or two star, like just d- dude, just be like, we hate these dicks. Like, and that's fine. Like we're totally, <laughs> we're totally cool with that, but we just <laughs> want, we just want to know what we can do to make the show more inclusive and better. Cause literally we're just trying to cover like the history and culture in Wisconsin, you yeah. know, and like constructive criticism. Yeah, for I sure. Mean, that's, and I don't, I, I don't tear it up, We're, we're but not I, just be, to, I just want to know what we're not we going to be
0: everybody's cup of tea.
1: Exactly. But. Yeah. All right. Uh, we
0: also, uh, we just wanted to say, uh, that you can go to our website for like any of the following things, com. You can find all of the information for Patreon, you can find our uh, link to the merch store for T Public, uh, and and also you can uh, email us right through there as well. So the best way to contact us is probably just going to that website and uh, filling out the contact you information, and uh, that stuff goes directly to Russ and I, and uh, and it, it gives us the opportunity to to you know see your messages directly. Sometimes uh, on Instagram or Facebook, they get funnelled into a different dump of uh of messages and sometimes they're hidden for a while and uh, it's not just in our normal general inbox. So um if, you, if hey reach out to us any way you can. Yeah, and, yeah, we'll and, get back to you for sure. Yes. We we
1: we contact or talk back. Anyone who sends us something we've definitely responded to.
0: And so. as far as me mu- I mean we have a massive list of music and it's growing every day. Um so hey, if we've reached out to you and you're a band that's kind of waiting to hear your music on the show, Trust me, it's in the queue. it's coming. It's in coming. The queue. Yeah, we we have a, a, a growing list, like I said, and it's and it's uh, you know we only have fifty two weeks in a year, and so we can only do fifty two <laughs> episodes. And yeah, um, it this thing is it's moving. I love it. I I, I think I think this is is uh, the the best growth we've seen so far. So. Uh, thank you, everyone. Uh, that's really the the number one thing we wanted to say. And uh, let's go ahead and jump in. Milton House, what do we got here?
1: Yeah, so the story actually begins in 1839 when the founder of the town of Milton, Joseph Goodrich, arrived. And the town is actually named after poet John Milton, an author of the poem Paradise Lost. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. So a settler who commented on the area um, marked this area as paradise regained due to its like beauty and lushness in the, in the lake surrounding it. And thus the decision to name the town Milton after John Milton, the poet. Yeah. And Milton was first known as Prairie du Lac, or Prairie of the Lakes. And its beauty was discussed among earliest settlers as a veritable modern Eden, the town's slogan today is history in progress. So let's begin. Here's the history.
0: Oh, let's progress.
1: Let's do it. So this area being a no-brainer for Joseph Goodrich to settle. Um, and before the Milton House was constructed, Joseph Goodrich originally de- deconstructed a log cabin he built in 1837 and moved his cabin to the site. Joseph Goodrich was a Seventh-day Baptist who arrived originally from the burnt-over district of western New York. And actually, you know what? In, in a lot of our episodes, you're going to see like these people migrated from New York. Right. right? I mean, it's similar climate. It's just... Pretty much unsettled, and there's a lot of things you can do out here. New York was starting to develop, and what's really cool new, is that there is west.
0: exactly I, that. What you just said was was right on the tip of my tongue. Uh, the movement west, uh, uh, right around this same time of the 1830s to, you know, uh, uh, what was it, 1849, the mm-hmm. Gold Rush. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, when so amazing, cool stuff. You know,
1: yeah. And Goodrich was known to support uh, anti-slavery sentiments and was a known abolitionist. And which is great because like we said before, like Wisconsin was an abolitionist state. There was a lot of, you know, anti-slavery sediment here. So it's a great place, which is why everyone came north, right? Right. So so in 1844, Gridwitch decided to construct a better house on the site. And he did just that. The Milton House Inn was constructed, a hexagonal oddity, and quickly became a stage toast stagecoach stop and travelers stop at its location was between Chicago and Madison and also between Janesville and Fort Atkinson common common roads and crossroads there yeah and a quick side note um, if any of you are in the supper clubs there's actually a stagecoach inn located on highway 26 north of town on your way to Fort Atkinson that actually pays homage to the road traveled um, in the early days of Wisconsin settlement
0: yeah and and then as you're kind of passing that as well and and getting into Fort Atkinson area um, obviously they've uh, they've recreated those old fort looking, you know, things. And uh, as you drive in on the side of the highway, you can see those uh, wooden um, sort of, uh, uh, what would you call that? Almost like a wall, like a.
1: Yeah. Like the old fort walls. Yeah. And they actually still have a little fort there. I don't know if it's the original one. It's kind of a smaller fort, but there right. is a fort in Fort Atkinson. You can go and it's play so around. Cool. The kid, we, t- we take the kids there once in a while. They have yeah. like a water park or they used to have a water park. I'm not sure it's been a while. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so. As many as thirty stagecoaches would arrive every day, and Goodrich actually had to double the number of rooms, adding a third floor to the building. And this same year, um, Goodrich also founded the Milton College, which we'll probably go into in another episode because there's a lot of history there as well with the Milton College. And much of the underground history in the in in this area was lost in time, as it was kind of seen as you know um, an underground thing. So not people kept a lot of records, right? And but scholars did uncover the truth. Um, w- and when I was doing my digging, um, they found a lot of journals and uh, entries that, th- that they found that actually supported the idea. Um, but because it was so underground, they couldn't really necessarily blast it to the masses, right? Yeah. And due to the house being close to the uh, Rock River, as many of the slaves followed the river north and as they attempted to escape to Racine, actually, which is one of the hot hot spots for the anti-slavery.
0: Yeah.
1: And um, where steamboats were there to take them away to Canada. Um, one such man, AP Dutton being one of these men who owned a warehouse where they, where they used to keep them until the ships could arrive and they were captained by, uh, abolitionists and could make the journey to freedom. So Wisconsin was a major hub in, um, delivering slaves up to Canada to get them away from their, you know, their their chains, to get
0: them to freedom, you know? And, and, uh, that's awesome. And
1: he's just one guy in total. He assisted over about a hundred people to freedom in his, in his time. And this and this building became one of those where it was safe for them to take refuge in for a night, and it was a kind of on its way. It was like when you leave the when you're heading um, east from the Rock River, it's right there, right? The stagecoach inn was right there. Yeah. And a tunnel connects the main building to a cabin that could allow them a day's rest before continuing on their journey to escape. He also hosted many prominent abolitionists in the home, including famous Sojourner Truth in 1860. And so, to build this area too, and I didn't include this in my report, but to conceal the tunnel that he built, he literally had cement brought in from wagons, kept it on the down low, went to the river, got a whole bunch of water to make the cement, and actually caked this thing underground. Like Which is crazy. It's just cool that he I was mean, a supporter of that because who – I mean, to me, slavery is like the worst thing. Anything against someone's will is just garbage, right? Yeah.
0: And, uh, hey, uh, traveling and, and, uh, and getting uh, cement and, and concrete uh, uh, anywhere – even today, without being uh, seen or heard, <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, and I to actually, know that he had this, you know, done by wagons and stuff. Yeah, just slowly
1: um, over time, he just slowly did nuts. it. Just mounds of cement would come, and he would, you know, probably say it's for something else, but he would yeah. just start digging and putting up these walls and caking in this concrete and slowly building this underground tunnel, which when is really we're cool. We're
0: better off for it. That's awesome. Yeah. This is great.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I want to do another one. I just under, you know, after doing this research ab- about the Underground Railroad, and I'm hoping to have one of the experts I talked to, which kind of gave me some of this information, because um, a lot of this stuff is kept in, like, you know, diary entries or journals. But after doing some digging, there's been a lot of scholars that have found a lot of really cool information about Wisconsin, really supporting the, ab- the abolitionists and, you know, the anti-slavery movement here and there's, yeah. a,
0: a there's an underground railroad museum in Cincinnati that I know of as well, uh, that has some really, really awesome history and, uh, artifacts and i mean a bunch of cool shit yeah and i
1: wish my grand, my great grandpa hansen was here um he was from uh his family's from norway and uh, his house in fort atkinson actually had a cellar a hidden cellar in the basement as well wow. where they used to help out and try to get these people off to racine so they could get out of the country or any That's of the one insane. of the shipyards that were participating racine was just one of them but there were many abolitionist captains who were willing wow. to take them to canada and on a but on a cold windy On a cold, rainy October day, Goodrich made a 20-mile round trip in open-air lumber wagon as it was needed to help make some repairs on the property. So he went to get some wood, cold, and he caught a chill and fever that never shook. And the town would lose its founder on October 9th of 1867, but left a long-lasting legacy by helping many escape slavery and making the Milton House a main stop even to this day. In 1937, the house kind of fell into disrepair um, until the Milton Historical Society acquired and restored the building. And it can now be toured today and is open to the public. In 1998, it was declared a National Historic Landmark and it it is one of 14 recognized stations on the Underground Railroad and is also documented as a National Network of Freedom building which is great considering much of Wisconsin history was undocumented regarding underground history. And, you know, I want to get a scholar on the show to talk more about that. And that's one of our future episodes I'm planning and I'm working with them because to do the research on this, like I wanted the episode to be a lot longer and I thought there was more to it, you know, but really because I need to get somebody on here that has those records because this is just the right. overall generic summary of that but i would love to go into the underground railroad wisconsin's role in oh yeah helping people escape and in a future episode
0: yeah and to talk to a professor you know who's uh who's worked you know uh, for for years on this and has taught individuals on this it would be amazing to to be able to invite them on the show and and of course hey as much as we are you know this this dirty uh uh you know foul mouth kind of thing um, when it comes to, when it comes to those <laughs> yeah, special yeah. episodes where we're actually talking to you know members of uh, Wisconsin you know government or Milwaukee yeah we keep it
1: pretty chill we
0: we we totally tame it down uh, and obviously we guest hosted on uh, Dis- uh, Discover uh, Wisconsin uh, their podcast uh, um what uh, the cabin
1: the cabin podcast the cabin yeah, podcast yeah, yep, yep
0: and uh, uh, we kept it completely clean there and, and yeah, you, yeah you know for something like that where we go into um. An episode with, you know, an actual, you know, scholarly individual or a professor of some sort, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna not make them look silly by, by coming on this, you know? So this is, this is a, there, it's a huge topic. Yeah. A yeah. lot to, you know, undertake. And, uh, uh, we certainly want to do it, uh, in, in a, in a, in a better way, uh, more, more in depth. Just get the, the full, uh, the full scope of things. And, and so, um, there's a lot of those episodes that are kind of in the works same as there, this one
1: yeah and you know like like we said like it's it's hard to cover like a massive piece of history in, in a small episode but what i try to do is i i like find all these documents i talk to people and then i kind of summarize all the information i've gathered into like an episode is usually what we do here at yeah. the wisconsin Drug and history podcast but i would love to have uh one of the professors come on and talk more about this so we will plan it in the future so keep on tuning in but that's going to conclude our main segment today and now on to our music segment
0: all right so for today's music segment we have we had a, an amazing an amazing band but we should probably we had, address this really quick we
1: had a blooper off, off yeah. screen yeah so. so
0: uh we as we're recording this uh we we just found out the good news that britney spears's conservatorship has been officially terminated Ooh, go and uh, uh we were both celebrating that and and Saying, you know, if she wants to be like every other, you know, celebrity and burn through her cash and, and, uh, <laughs> and, <laughs> Go ahead, let rip. Russ, uh, Russ happened to talk about, um, you know, we were saying, you know, if she wants to be like every other celebrity and, uh, you know, burn through her, her whole, you know, stash of cash and then snort some cacks.
1: Is it a coke? Is a cack?
0: So, Huffing uh, the cack. Lay this, off the can. Is, <laughs> this is while we were trying to uh, organize the music and, and get uh, the oh. Diet Light track ready to go. But hey, so the music segment today, Diet Light, like I said before, they've been sort of burning through the the city of Milwaukee and, and more, too. They've been on a little bit of a tour and stuff. But, um, I mean, their live shows are awesome. They have a tremendous following, uh, and their music is absolutely infectious. Uh, I saw a post that they made where this guy was going – balls to the wall listening to the song that we're featuring today. It's called Queen. And they... They even made mention in that post. Like, we've never seen anybody this guy go ham hard. on Queen like this. So, so, you know,
1: the cool thing is, it's definitely get that rock and roll feel. I'm getting a little bit of a vintage vibe from like the late 60s, yeah, you know, early got 70s. Yeah, like
0: trem or a ver- uh, whatever. And they got like yeah. that, that
1: back of vote like da, 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 da yeah. Da, you know, like, exactly. like 70s, 60s sound. And just really cool rock and roll music from uh, Milwaukee, right? Correct, yeah. Eric? They're from Milwaukee? Yeah. But yeah, just a great band. And uh, I, I definitely recommend checking this song out obviously but check out the rest of their stuff too so got
0: amazing stuff so uh without any uh, further ado we're gonna go ahead and burn right into diet light and uh the, the track is queen In there at the end? That yeah, it was a rip, little dude? slide. Yeah,
1: That was pretty sick. Um,
0: really good stuff, like we said. Uh, uh, Diet Light's been sort of ripping through the scene here and definitely definitely worth uh, every single uh, ounce of, of energy you can give into it. And if you can go as hard as that one dude did rocking out to this song...
1: I got to check this out. He's going absolutely ham. Yeah,
0: I'll send awesome. it to you. Yeah, I want to check that it's worth, out. It's cool. worth it. If you don't follow uh, Diet Light on Instagram it's, or socials, you should because When you're kind of like in the transition of
1: like this is rad that he's bringing the energy but at the same time it's kind of uncomfortable about how hard he's going there's right. like there's like a balance right like, like you can go hard like bringing the energy but then there's like whoa.
0: he's he's definitely one step away from being in a loco segment it's like
1: uncomfortable like, like if he gets uncomfortable caught, energy yeah if
0: he gets <laughs> caught he's definitely loco okay sounds good yeah. if
1: when he left he might have been in a local whip, exactly. look at this look, yeah. hopefully he, he just loco. got a,
0: a ride you know a, a, some sort of uh, a safe ride home you know uh, so hey, we're gonna jump right into our beer review segment. We um, got a
1: really cool can this yeah. time. This thing is sick.
0: So uh, Russ <laughs> and I have, have long since been fans of Carbon Four. We've been there. Uh, a couple Fantasy times Factory now. is yeah. a f- just a a constant solid beer to uh, to have, um, and and uh, Lady Luck uh, their Imperial Red, a uh, great beer. And uh, this one is uh, same same kind of scenario. You see the can and you are like. I'm going to drink that because that's, that's the awesome. most badass can I've ever seen. Um, Russ, tell us what we got in here.
1: So this thing's like their other cans. This thing's featuring like some badass, like highlighted art, like 80s looking. You got a Hawk with, you know, he's just looking tough. He's it's
0: definitely Tom Cruise uh, from Top Gun style shit.
1: With, with a Hawk head. Like it's pretty exactly. cool. Like, and obviously, Carbon Four kind of has like that really cool. Like we've talked about before. I think the night drive in tribute to one of our favorite movies. Drive, and then
0: they also have the the one um, that's uh, that's paying homage to The Office. Oh yeah, that's right. Um,
1: I know we talked about this oh one God, before yeah. too. But and,
0: and the name always for like it it escapes me. But yeah,
1: yeah, and this one's actually in memory of uh, Major Rocky Hawk Jones.
0: Yeah, it, it was a, a serviceman. Um, uh, I think he was part of the one fifteenth Fighter Wing. Um, so this is all servicemen and women, uh, who, uh, basically pay the cost of, of our freedom, uh, every single day. And they, you know, go out there and, and choose to, uh, to be that frontline of defense. So, uh, great beer, great cause, uh, this is a, a flagship beer. So it's available, I believe all year round. Yeah. Um, in, at the Carbon 4 tap room, it's on draft, uh, different places, and then also in six-pack uh, cans. So yeah,
1: yeah, so this one is a Session IPA that we're drinking, and I'm kind of calling this one Fantasy Factory Light because it's only 4.5% ABV, Yeah, and which for, is nice because I, I do like IPAs. You know, maybe this year they're not, like this time of year, maybe not the you know, they don't really fit in with the season, but I still drink IPAs, right? I mean, I still like them, and I I, I mean, to me, I drink any beer. I'm not picky at all, but yeah. this one's really good, and it's definitely kind of has, like, a little bit of that Fantasy Factory taste to it, which Fantasy Factory, I'm going to tell you right now, anyone who comes out of state and I put together a six-pack for them, that one definitely goes in there every single time.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'd say that there's uh, definitely a Carbon 4 beer in that six-pack of of. Welcome to Wisconsin, you know, style brewing. Have you talked
1: about the Carbon 4 story?
0: I don't think so. At
1: Janesville Establishment?
0: I don't think so. Um, Or maybe we did, I don't know. Do you
1: want to tell the tale of... I uh, mean, has
0: the statute of limitations passed on
1: that yet? I I, I don't know. That's (laughs) kind of risky, I guess, to throw on the airwaves here.
0: It will definitely make an appearance. Uh, Have we interviewed Carbon 4?
1: We have not, actually. So that one, they, it, they've kind of, every hmm. time we do it, there's always a scheduling conflict, but we'd love to get them on the show, honestly. Yeah, so when,
0: when we do the interview with Carbon 4 we'll is talk when about we'll the probably story. talk about the story. Okay, sounds good. Yeah. I feel like they're going to have our backs on this one. Okay, yeah. You know? I mean, so,
1: let's just say there was some sweet artwork. And, they will
0: condone uh, the actions. Okay, great, great. Um, But yeah, again, like Russ said, this is a great beer. Uh, It's the... Uh, the lighter side of the IPA. Um and I don't know, is that pretty typical of, of sessions? Yeah,
1: when they call it a session IPA, it's like kind of like one of those ones you can drink all day, so it's a session, not like you sit down, have two in your topsy turvy, you know, right. like at the end of the night there we are having yeah. like a you know, seven to eight percent A B V beer yeah. and you're ready to crash after that. This one's kind of one you can drink. And you know, it does have like the the IBUs um are coming through. So there is some IBU, there is some bittering units, you're getting a little bit out of bitter. It's obviously a little lighter, but the um, hops are coming through, um, and I'm not sure exactly. I don't. I don't know if this one has a galaxy, but I'm kind of getting that galaxy flavor a little bit. Maybe. Maybe uh maybe a cascader chinook, like yeah. a, like a like a a little bit of a <clears throat> Cascade or chinook, maybe. But again, this is just a great beer, and I recommend it. You know, just check out the sick artwork if you get a chance after this. Just check out. And keep in mind,
0: you know what? What we've kind of said here is that. Uh, if you want to drink uh, Fantasy Factory, but you don't want to get uh, as messed up as you do on Fantasy Factory, grab uh, the Hawk Jones because it's going to be sort of that same feel, same vibe, but you're just going to have a little bit less of that percentage. Exactly. It's a smart choice.
1: So again, check out Hawk Jones if you can find it in the grocery store. You got a sick Hawk and a Tom Cruise looking guy on there. It's pretty sick. Sick Hawk. But uh, check it out there. But uh, all right, here we go. Grab a seat,
2: gather round, join us for a chat. How many
3: locals you
1: have? All right, folks, you know what that means, Eric. How many locals? you
0: have. Yeah, we've got a, a... A doozy. Yeah, again, I mean, it just uh, it never ceases to amaze me. We how always many got a new these, one every week. How many of these crazy <laughs> stories we always have. <clears throat> so, this is a 33-year-old West Alice man. Uh, he is facing his third drunk driving charge after he was caught allegedly driving drunk through Greenfield after a day at Summerfest. Oof. Um, <clears throat> obviously, the plenty of libations flowing was, at the... Was this the, Jonas Brothers concert, you think? It might have been. A yeah. JB? Yeah. All
1: right.
0: He kind of looks like he might be a fan of that.
1: You think he digs JBs? Yeah.
0: Right. So this individual, again, 33-year-old uh, uh, West Allis guy charged in Milwaukee County Circuit Court on Monday with one count of third offense operating while intoxicated. If convicted, he would face uh, up to one year in county jail and $2,000 oh in God. fines. That's huge. Um, according to the criminal complaint, and here's where it gets a little bit cool, on June 29th, an anonymous person contacted the uh, contacted uh, the the police department after they saw a uh, person trying to get into his car at the Hales Corners Park and Ride, Uh, but the man fell to the ground, uh, while doing so. I mean, getting in the car is
2: tough. Uh, I don't think, I don't don't think it's an
0: athletic maneuver here. All right. And this dude fell and, uh, Hey, a, a, a really, uh, astute person saw this happen and, and thought wisely to contact authorities. Uh, so that way you could keep everybody safe, you know? So he eventually was, uh, pulled over, um, Around the 4800 block after he managed to get into his car, uh, he, he drove uh, not very far and he was pulled over again right around the 4800 block of South 108th Street, uh, otherwise known as Highway 100, um, where he told the officer he had a couple of beers at Summerfest earlier. Oh, okay. He then failed field sobriety tests and had a blood alcohol level of... 0.214, four. That is not a couple beers, buddy. If,
1: if you can get a 0.214 at Summerfest, you spent like two hundred dollars on beer at Summerfest to get to that level, right? I mean, it, it's beers like eight dollars. I or mean, something. it's insane.
0: Yeah, you'd have, you'd have to spend quite a bit of money to get there. You spent you a know. small
1: fortune in stock and liquor. Which I'll be honest,
0: we used to pregame going to go Summerfest. <laughs> That's what Fest. you got to do. I mean, if, I mean,
1: like you don't want to pay for that. Maybe get one or two while you're in there, because otherwise you're gonna be broke. As a right, right, to just, that, to kinda, so. just to kind of just to kind of keep
0: the buzz going. But yeah, you, there's no way anybody can truly afford uh, to uh, to get to a point two one four. No, no way. No. And uh, so this individual was previously convicted of OWI in two thousand one and two thousand eight. Um, and, and so uh, they're spaced out. I, I mean, it's he's he's obviously a repeat offender, and he, he yep. needs he needs uh, help and, and maybe some therapy in order to get kind of past that that. That stupid thinking of get in the car drive. We,
1: we got know? a lot of information on this one. We have we have blood level. We have age. What we don't know and what he we fell. need to know <laughs> is what concert did he go to? Because we're talking like Jonas Brothers might impact. Are we talking like some kind of pop music? Metallica like maybe. Metallica. You think Who you knows? think he's a Metallica guy or you I don't think know. he's a Red Hot Chili Peppers guy? Blink One Eighty Two guy. What are you thinking here?
0: Yeah, I mean, just uh, just based off of initial um, initial. Uh, Picture. We have a few pictures of the of the guy. Uh, we're not going to share any of that, and we're certainly not going to tell you his name. Uh, but just based off the pictures, I think he is probably more. It looks like he's almost wearing like an affliction jacket. Okay, over okay. the this stupid. See, he's going shirt. With some
1: rock and roll. I think that. he
0: might be a Nickelback guy. He's um, an NB. So whatever there is uh, at Summerfest within the last couple years. Uh, that's Nickelback-ish. This guy was probably at it.
1: You think he think he loves the Krogs, Chad Kroger? I think he's
0: into the Chad Kroger. But and and he, remember he when they Krogs? Remember when Chad Kroger and um, wasn't it the guy from like Saliva did like a God, a song for Spider Man? Like the soundtrack? Oh, yeah.
1: We're the heroes, yeah. heroes.
0: God, is Chad Kroger here? Yeah, it was Krogs. Hey, Krogs. Holy shit. Kroger. Uh, joining us in studio today is actually Nickelback frontman, Canadian, hey. Chad Kroger.
1: <laughs> hey, guys. Cr- My <laughs> name's Chad fucking Kroger. <laughs> it's the Krogs. One time, you know, a funny story about the Krogs. One time I got a sore throat from fucking talking like Kroger. Oh yeah, and do you, get you dude. Do you remember? I think I might have told you yeah. about it. I think I like, dude. I think I got a sword of. We were probably flittery. hanging out. You probably yeah, talked was, like Kroggs all day. Oh, well, I got hammered, and then we were just talking in Krogues language.
0: It's probably out in your dad's trailer on the farm. It might have been. We might have also just had like asbestos and lead paint out there too but
1: like literally like and, and yeah, you know also
0: what? safe do if you're gonna talk like chad kroger do it safely yeah make Moderately sure you use some
1: lasagna the... Look, like, <laughs> like, what do <are> you <laughs> l- l-
2: lasagna
0: lasagna yeah make sure to have plenty of lasagna. some mouth lasagnas are you talking about lozenges
1: lozenges okay. there you go eric thank you for uh, no, correcting me no problem man. lasagna just... juice i didn't want <laughs> lasagna
0: flavored lozenges. lozenges. So let's go back to thirty-three-year-old uh, Chad Kroger yeah, here. Yeah, so we
1: got age thirty-three-year-old Chad yeah. Stumble. Huge Nickelback. 0.214 fan. blood alcohol level. Nickelback fan.
0: Really big into Creed. Um, he fell while <laughs> trying to get Creed. into his car. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Uh, he fell while trying to get into his car at a parking and ride, and uh, it, it, you know, somebody called him in. He was, you know, uh, pulled over a little while later, failed all field sobriety tests. And then also blew a .214. So,
1: hear me now. I'm six drinks from the edge and I'm tripping. <laughs> yeah. Tripping, getting in my car. Right.
0: Yeah. Oh, my God. That was
1: his Creed. Creed, write the song. Yeah.
0: Scott Stapp over here. Stapp.
1: Is Stapp out too? Stapp.
0: Son of a bitch. We got it. Uh, joining us in studio today is uh, Creed frontman, former Creed frontman, how Scott much, Stapp.
1: How many shitty bands can we get in a room? Yeah.
0: I think Scott Stapp actually has been pulled over for OWI. That I think dude's he got a, a rock
1: hard life. I think. What? Got, <laughs> excuse me. He got. He got. He went, he went straight Christian Christianity, and then like he was like doing all this crazy shit. I think. Oh like, yeah, he he was snorting cack. Oh God. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, let's just put it this way: this guy is definitely into those bands, uh, uh, Buck Cherry, okay. all the shit. Uh, it, it, he's rough. He's a rough dude, and uh, I'd say at that level, .214, This is his third offense. Um,
1: what's your number? Throw yeah, it out. I,
0: I oh God, oh my God, it's gonna I'm gonna be I'm tossed because there's 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 like, I'm I'm so I'm thinking very medium, to like almost higher.
1: I got I got my number. You want me to throw it out there? See where you're at. Yeah, I'm thinking of the 16 loco.
0: Okay, because I was originally sort of up in that like 24. Oof zone because, hey dude, the dude fell, he's at .214, who knows when his last beer was, so the 0. .214 that actually could have been like a 0. .3 earlier in the day, I mean this guy, he doesn't seem like the type that's going to say no and then all of a sudden he's got to get home and you know, he's, he doesn't have the, the the consciousness to to say you know, don't drive, so I, I think, I, I will try to land mine on, on the 24 you were at 16 you let's meet in the middle, middle. that's a 20
1: yeah, we'll go 20 local. I mean, I'm, I'm, that's a fair number. 20 okay. local on this one. Eric, do you want to sound the gavel on this guy? All right, today I'm here with Cynthia and Chris from Drift, Driftless Brewing Company. How are you guys doing?
3: Great.
2: Doing real good today.
1: Yeah, so can we get a little bit of background on the Driftless Brewing Company?
3: Sure. Um, so Chris, uh, before he sort of turned professional, uh, he homebrewed for 20 to 25 years. Um oh, wow. And he uh, 1987. Nice. (laughs) No, we've both been out in the Driftless area. He's originally uh, from the Hubertus area, and I'm from central Illinois. But we we moved to the Driftless area about 20 plus years ago. So we've been, you know, we feel pretty Driftless right now. (laughs) 20 years. But uh, he, you know, he was just getting a lot of great feedback around here from, you know, this is an area of, Uh, A lot of people getting together for potlucks, a lot of people um, homebrewing, doing wine, doing mead, things like that. So it's really common to go to a party and, you know, somebody gets something that they've made and people started giving Chris feedback that, you know, your beers are really good. <laughs> Maybe yeah. you should buy this. And so he got together with a couple of folks that they're no longer with the company, but they helped form it. And uh, this was about, I don't know, 2011, 2012. Uh, we, you know, began, I came in about 2012, 13, We you know, had this small company formed we had a small system, one barrel system. And we began selling to just, you know, seven or eight local uh, accounts around here. In southwest Wisconsin you know small rural area low population and we soon realized you know we needed to get bigger so in 2018 we actually uh purchased an old grocery store in downtown soldiers grove in the solar town and uh, we actually uh went up to a 15 barrel system and then uh, with 30 barrel tanks and kind of went on from there we opened our tap room in may of 2019, and unfortunately, <laughs> right. COVID oh, yeah. not even a year later. So yeah. it's, been a, it's been an interesting, you know, interesting time for us. But, um, you know, I think one of the, the things that all of us bring, you know, a lot of us uh, out here early into the environment, we're into growing our own food, things like that. And we bring that to the brewery, and that, you know, we, we really do try to source about 80 to 90% of our ingredients locally and regionally. So we work with um, the Wisconsin Hop Cooperative. We oh, we, We um, also, honestly, we're gathering things like fruit within a few miles of the brewery. Sometimes ourselves. So that's kind of that's cool. I think that's one thing that we're really known for, and that our customers really love is that we come out some, with some pretty unique brews that way.
1: Yeah, and you know, I have to say, 25 years experience for homebrewing is probably one of the highest XPs for homebrewers oh, yeah. I've heard of. That's uh, that's amazing. <laughs> that's that's so cool. And so, on that note, um, Chris, do you have do you have a do you have a flagship beer or a beer you recommend we have to try, like, or coming out, or even a
2: seasonal beer? Yeah, um, we've taken our milk stout, which includes a lot of uh, organic ingredients. We source the lactose at Organic Valley, and for us, despite the costs of going that route, um, we feel it's really important to offer what the best quality ingredients available to us are into the beer for our customers. Um, i um, is a fun beer that we've come up with a nice rich milk stout. I think it fits the season, the cooler weathers hunting time, uh, you know, heating with wood, being outside in this kind of weather, you want something a little more robust and it's a nice chocolatey rich, um, good mouth feel, um, nice creamy foam beer, uh, and I think it's a joy if you like a dark beer. Uh, it's a seasonal for us at this point, And I'd say give that one a try. It's selling like crazy. We brew it, the distributor comes and grabs almost all of it. We try to keep some in the tap room, but it's been difficult. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you know, this time of year, you kind of got to up the viscosity of the beer. Oh, yeah. so It's it's definitely a time of year. And then, so we wanted to ask, too, um, when it comes to events, is there anything coming up for the uh, holiday season that we need to stop by and uh, come see you guys?
2: Sure. Uh, We'll be releasing a stout um, Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, It's an imperial stout, not giant, uh, 10% alcohol. It's a second collaboration with uh, Jake Sutrick at the Bavarian Beer House in Glendale, Jake has a long history of brewing with lots of brewer- breweries in the Milwaukee area, and he's a good friend of our production manager Scott Noe. Um So we've done a couple beers with them, and this Imperial Stout is the latest. Uh, it, it's a rich one. It's a big one. You know, at ten yeah. percent, you know, you don't want to. I guess you don't want to pour down pint after pint. You know, it depends on where you are, I would imagine.
0: Yeah, a nice eight ounce pour of that is probably. Good enough to get you nice and started.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, warm you up. At least warm you up a little bit, right? Yeah. yeah,
1: exactly. And, yeah, you know, the Bavarian Beer House have been good friends since the beginning of the pod. They're really yeah. awesome people.
2: Sure. You know, real nice place.
1: Yeah, we've definitely celebrated some Oktoberfest there. That's yeah. for sure.
2: So. Yeah, I can imagine. I know the amount of Oktoberfest beer they pour over there. So, uh, yeah, you guys probably contributed to that. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah.
1: We we've been we've been uh, definitely consumed some in the Heidelberg Park. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's
2: so. yeah, a beauty. That's fun.
1: All right, so before we let you go today, we have about eight questions to ask you regarding Wisconsin and uh, how 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 fair how good you fare in this. Uh, yeah little environment we got so and remember it's for fun you know yeah it's just fun yeah. so um so one that i have um in that area in the driftless area is there a supper club you recommend us go and check out
3: oh wow we have quite a few around here um i was trying to think probably the what is the one in the woods um west of uh,
2: in the norwegian uh, hollow yeah well that that's kind of a nice um secluded location uh that's that's pretty nice. We just recently went to the Lone Rock um uh, place too. That yeah,
3: was Lone Rock, yeah, 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 Lone Rock Beastro. Yeah.
2: Nice people. Um some good choices of craft beer there. Uh you'd probably find more craft beer than at Norwegian Hollow. But that's a yeah. that's a fun place too. It's location is really cool. Yeah. And so
1: one of the questions we got asked next is uh have you guys ever tailgated any Brewers, Packers, or a Badgers game, or have you guys hit all three?
2: All three. <laughs> oh, the yeah. trifecta! That's awesome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so, so cool. Totally, we're in our Packers garb right now. Oh yeah, we're yeah. soaked up already, sweating. I,
1: yes. <laughs> I'm already geared up. I'm ready to go.
2: So. I'm ready to. I'm, I'm ready yeah, for Rogers be, to be back. You the Rogers back. So even though Russell was a, a badger, we got to beat him. <laughs> oh yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Because remember, he, he was first uh, South Carolina Gamecock, right?
2: Yep, that's right. So <laughs> That's right. It won't be forgotten. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so this is my favorite question to ask, and I'm really excited to hear your response. Um When it comes to beer brats, is there a Driftless Brewing beer we got to try to uh, to use with beer brats? Oh.
2: Local buzz.
3: Yeah, I think, you know, actually we have a... Yeah, Solar Meats next to us that have, have been, you know, using some of our beer. And they've known awesome. got to work with Local Buzz. Local yeah, foods. they're
2: a really cool um, meat processor, all humane um, practices, and working on, or are they certified organic at this point? I think point? they
3: are, yeah. uh,
2: And they're growing hand over fist. It's an incredible business to have kitty-corner to the brewery, you know, in Wisconsin. right? Yeah. <laughs> And beer,
1: hey! <laughs> you got you got to like you got all those stop shop in one area, right. So that's pretty good.
2: Yeah, <laughs> known for its great cheeses around here.
1: Oh, oh yeah, and so that's what I was going to ask. If so, you guys are in the Driftless area. Um, what? So this is always an interesting question. What do you guys consider to be up north, Wisconsin, or the up north there?
2: Anything north of Wausau.
1: <laughs> I like it. Yeah, that's yeah. a good. That's a very good answer, and that's kind of commonplace here.
0: Yeah.
2: We've had yeah, a you few. Can, we've had a
1: few Central Wisconsin guys, though, because they're so you know. far south. But
2: yeah, well, I, my grandparents, my grandma was up at a bar up in Phillips when I was a kid in the '60s. Oh darn! I just dated myself. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, so I'm familiar with all of Wisconsin. I used to go to Leona uh, Uncle's place there. So yeah, I love the Northwoods. Yeah, Cynthia. I mean, yeah. yeah.
1: It's just it's just that like feeling. It's like that like just yeah. woods, cabins, like that's totally just, relaxed, That's my thing. You know.
2: Yeah, you know, I saw one of your episodes about the UP. That is northern Wisconsin, by the yes, way. Thank is. you.
1: I'm glad we have you on our team so uh when we get our stormy cromer flannels and take over the UP, <laughs> we're giving you guys a couple and suiting you up. So yeah.
2: we're up for it. All right, sounds good. And then we were just up there.
1: I love it up there. Have you guys ever been to the Porcupine Mountains? Yeah. 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 We, yeah.
2: we went on a death march there, a 17 mile. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> You 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 commit to it, and then you're like, oh god, this is a pretty long. What hike. did I do?
2: <laughs> what did I do you to know, myself? We, we love the breweries up in Marquette too. We were just up there a month ago, and Black Rocks, Ordoc, Barrel um, yep. and Bean, really awesome. Yeah. But yeah, we sorry. also love all the Packer fans up there.
3: The yes, <laughs> yeah,
1: you know it's it's crazy. I think that we were talking to somebody. I think it was like seventy percent or eighty percent Packers fans up yeah. there. Totally, totally.
3: <laughs> yep. feels like home. And yeah, the other, like
1: home. and the others just don't like football, so.
3: Yeah, <laughs> might as well say
1: it's a hundred percent, right? And and you gotta love the accent too. It's kind of it's kind of Canadian and Wisconsin mixed. I I, mm-hmm. I, I it's a, it's an awesome accent. The ars are uh, sounds mm-hmm. so like oh hey, let's head to the gur. So. Yeah. <laughs> so okay,
2: yeah.
1: And so so the last question I got, and this is always a hard one for a brewery, right? So obviously we're gonna come and check out Driftless Brewing, and we hopefully we can maybe come there sometime and have a cup of brews. You know, maybe talk yeah. some history and beer. Mm-hmm. Um, right but besides Driftless, um, is there a brewery you recommend? And it doesn't have to be in Wisconsin. Or a brewery tour that you recommend our listeners go and check
3: out? Hmm. Yeah,
2: I, I would really, if you guys get an opportunity, Cynthia just nailed it. Um, I like all the local guys. Potosi's been nice to us. Pearl Street, 608, Phil, all really good guys. And we enjoy um, the camaraderie with them. Um, one place that you can't miss if, you've, um, if you're have if you not familiar with Scratch Brewing in Ava, Illinois,
3: Southern Illinois. Southern to yeah. Wow,
2: it, it is. It's unique and it is cool.
3: It's kind of in the middle of the woods there. I mean, Southern Illinois is a little bit like our area, Driftless area. It's you know a lot of wildlands and and Scratch is awesome because they do a lot of foraging and different things, really unique things for their beers. Right,
2: they're they're the epitome. They're the they're the benchmark for uh, foraged beers and unique beers and they've written a couple books uh young people and uh their place is a very a very special brewery yeah
1: i'm so glad you mentioned that because i actually bought that book for brewing some foraging beers i have it in my house right now i'm like not even joking
2: so yeah it's (laughs) a great book and their beers are really good
3: yeah if you you like the outdoors there's lots to do around there too southern illinois is a lot like the driftless area here so yeah lots to
2: do yeah it is it's beautiful Great. Thank you guys
1: so much for uh, spending your uh, Packer Sunday with us for uh, a little a little interview, and yeah. uh, we can't wait to make it out to Driftless Brewing Company.
2: We look forward to it. Yeah, let us know you're coming, and uh, we'll get some of those good foods together. And we'll All right. Some fun. Sounds awesome. good. So
3: that
1: sounds great. And go
0: Pack Go.
3: Go you Pack Go. It. All
0: right, thanks. All right, bye. 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 All right, that concludes this episode of Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. If
1: you enjoyed this vulgar display of Wisconsin, please like and subscribe on whatever streaming platform you prefer. And remember to hit the bell on YouTube to be notified when we release new content.
0: Also, if you have any suggestions or ideas for future episodes, please send us an email at widrunkenhistory at gmail.com or head over to our Facebook and Instagram pages.
1: Thanks again for listening. And remember, as always, watch Watch out for deer on your way home.